Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life, get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck, in 2022! Oh, boy, I've been waiting a long time to hear that. It's been a long time since we've done this. It feels like it, doesn't it? A year. It's been a year. Oh, uh, I got it. No, I got it. No. I'm oh. telling you, it's 2022. And what a rough start to we've had. Oh, How's that? Well, everybody's got COVID. Chuck, you're not paying attention? Yeah, but it, it's it's like it's a lot easier to get, but it's not it's not a killer. No, but you know, I got to admit, two of my well, Elijah, my oldest, my oldest, oldest son has had it, and it kicked his ass. It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, it's not. You're not going to die, and you're not going to the hospital. But he, he was feeling it for like a week. Yeah, that's that's about what Amy's was. She got it, and me and Bug didn't. When me and Bug got it before, and she didn't, and it was a, it was about a solid seven days of just being really tired. Yeah, it's, but, it's, yeah, it's crazy, but. And then my other friend had it really bad and got a monoclonal thing. So here's the thing. Two friends of mine had it, went to the hospital. They take their oxygen levels. They say, you're not sick enough to be admitted. Now, this one of my friends is, is a hard ass. Like, he had to have been scared, right? That, you know... Here's how scared people get. They start telling people the passwords to their bank accounts. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what? <laughs> so should so, we be getting yeah. some money? <laughs> no, but listen, so, so, and they get told their oxygen levels aren't low enough to admit to the hospital and they're sent home, right? And my one friend was really sick. So then he asked me what he should do. And I said, call your primary care physician say that you want concierge monoclonal treatment and they mm -hmm. have that chuck they is that have is, it. is that the For iv $1, treatment thousand dollars cash they'll come out to your house and give you a monoclonal that is healthcare in america my friend mm. um, thousand bucks thousand bucks well you'd pay probably well, 250 copay if you went to the hospital anyway you think there's some money being made here, Bob? <laughs> I think we should start think, a new business. I think there's money going both ways. I think there's money being handed out and there's money being made and there's kickbacks going on. I think I think what's going on with this testing shit is like would make oh, the rehab you know industry blush, my friend. Don't don't I don't even want to talk about them because it's supposed to be free when you when you talk when you talk to people, but there's Oh, nope, not doing free. As soon as people start lining up for it, they start charging. And yeah, it's just and like, yeah. billing insurance and whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. No more, there's so no we, more free testing. Nope. So there's bucks. no more. Yeah. That, okay. Well, let me tell the story before you get too into it, Bob. Though. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Sophia, I, she, you know, I got her second um, uh, vaccine. Right. Got. And um, she didn't feel good. So she didn't go to school. And so um, when she came back, they said, you have to have a negative COVID test before you come back to school. We're like, oh, fuck. So we go. Uh, so we go. But you have to go to their testing site. You can't no, go no. just to your doctor. No, we went to this place in Long This is Long Beach for you, buddy. 
we went to this place, free testing. We waited in line for 20 minutes. Um, these Hispanic, Samoan, all different races, they run in this clinic and um, doing free testing still. And there was a line. And the, had- and the school district accepted that? Yep. All good. That ain't LA Unified School District what I've experienced. <laughs> you got to go to the portal, Mike. You got to know about the portal. P-O-R-T-A-L. Chuck, are you familiar with the portal? Are you talking about Athena? You have to go to a porthole accepted <laughs> testing site. Oh, Okay, and they're and they're the ones with the two hour lines. By the way, they're not they're not doing that at, at the Long Beach School District. I don't know. Is Long Beach separate from L.A. City? Uh, I depends on who you ask. <laughs> 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 because I mean, it's a Long Beach uh, School District. I don't know. Right. It's it's got its own. You know, it's like uh, it is it is officially L.A., but um, it, it seems to be a lot smarter. <laughs> anyways you know the the nurse there is like like 85 years old she's like a geriatric nurse ratchet and um she's like you gotta have this test I'm like, okay all right and uh and so pcr a pcr test it's called there's another one there's a different one. Oh, the one you have to wait 24 hours no it was uh, 30 minutes and they emailed her the negative test result and then, but how do you get it to the school? That's yeah, been my problem. She, she shows it on the phone, the email. Oh, it's negative. They don't, they don't allow that at my kid's school. I don't know where you're Are sending you? your kid to school. I have no idea. In what? Claremont and in downtown LA. Like, like they ha- you have to go to the portal. Okay, so I have a similar, <laughs> I have a similar story. We kept, we kept sit out when, so, so Elijah got it and then we were around him, but I wasn't too worried. You know, I haven't been the most worried person about kids getting it or whatever. But then I thought, so so then on Monday, Sid went to school and it was weird at school. People were being weird, Chuck, like beyond (laughs) normal weird. Right. Okay. Weirder than when the soccer field was wet. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's some strange so, so, <laughs> good, no, good point just about uh, just about masks and sanitation and making sure that i don't know but it just you can feel the tension so then i come home i just <laughs> drop her off at 8 a.m i come home i read the la times one million people were diagnosed with COVID over the weekend one right. million with one three hundred and seventieth seventieth of the entire United States population tested positive for COVID over the weekend, so Did I was like, that? "Fuck this!" Elvis isn't in school yet. I was like, "Fuck this!" We're going to hide out until this thing calms down. So she didn't go to school Tuesday, Wednesday, and today. And then I realized, like, I'm being a, a little bit overreacting <laughs> oh no <laughs> yes i oh. can see myself overreacting that's growth bob <laughs> <laughs> so i admitted i admitted i had overreacted a little but doesn't that number scare you one million people in a weekend yeah at least you didn't go to school and do the male karen and just yell at him and stuff like that you no no that. no i just well then so then i call in i say you know 
and uh, Chuck, I used recovery uh, rehab language that I learned in the rehabs, being a okay. rehab counselor. You dazzled. I said, I said no, I left a voice <laughs> message because oh. they don't answer the phone in schools anymore. Are you kidding me? So I left a voice message. I said, you know, Sydney, we're keeping Sydney out of school for a couple of days um, because her brother has COVID. And in an abundance of caution, that's what I said, Chuck. Isn't oh, that a good thing? Isn't that of, rehab language? Caution, yes. In Beautiful. an abundance of caution, uh, we are testing her with our home testings because I got some from Aloe. And we we're all negative. We're like, we did it two times in three, I did it two times in three days. We're all negative. And then I, you know, realized like, you know, Everyone else is going to school. Everyone else is going to work. But it's just so much. It's like a Jedi mind trick, this shit. <laughs> two years ago, two years ago. Jedi mind trick. It, it was like two years ago. It was really literally not that big of a deal. It only affected a certain part of the population. And they shut the world down. Right. Now, it seems like everyone on earth is getting it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, go to the movies. Let's go. Yeah, Rams game. Let's go to the Rams game with no masks on. It's just insanity. Well, because the, orig the original uh, scare tactic of if you get it, you're going to die caused the reaction. They, right? knew, they knew. I read this whole entire article in the, in the New Yorker. They knew in June of 2020 that was it was only affecting really two major parts of the population. I'm not going to say who they are because when you label that, then you're a bad <laughs> person. But it's no? people above the age of 65 and people eh? above the BMI of 20. <laughs> That's not. That's well, not. I'm above see, the BMI I didn't say 20. any bad words. Did I say any bad words there? You didn't call anybody fat, Bob. <laughs> no, Wait, what elderly, is healthy? Or, what is or, a healthy BMI then? Because I'm way over twenty. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. What? No, but you can't say elderly anymore. Don't you know that that's a bad oh, word? Come on, you can't, really? You cannot say elderly. Elderly or old fucking people, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can say whatever I want, I guess. You, you, you like, know, are a public figure. So if you're a fat old bat, you got <laughs> That's right. Chuck and I can They knew. So, so why didn't we do the focus on those two groups that were so profoundly affected by this and let the schools be open? And now when literally it's infecting everyone, I know a three-year-old kid that's really sick right now. Like, like, this is crazy. This mutation is crazy. It's in its breakthrough. Everyone I know that was vaccinated has, has gotten it. Elijah mm -hmm. was vaccinated. My friend Jim was vaccinated. Everyone I know that's got it was vaccinated. So another crazy untruth they told us. Um, could it what? be that vaccinated people that aren't really, really super unhealthy or elderly don't die could it be that and has nothing to do with the vaccine oh I, could it i think i think that you know what they were saying is that if you get it naturally like if you have covid and survive it then you get a better immunity to it but i've had it and been vaccinated so i'm and i'm 
It just doesn't look any worse. It doesn't look any more. It just doesn't look as dangerous anymore. When I see the numbers of all the people that have it, and then the the hospitalizations next to it, it's like it's. When do we go back? And it's mostly unvaccinated that are in the hospital. Mike's got a point. He's. I felt it in Mike's voice. When do we go back to the regular flu? The flu season. Everybody gets the flu. It's around. Well, well we oh, got yeah. the flu Rona. You know, that came out like you know? yesterday or the day before. <laughs> All right. Whatever. I mean, but, you know, there's got to be well, a point when we turn to normal normalcy. And that is that a bunch of people are going to get the flu in the flu season and it's going to go away. Just yeah. Like it's happening just now. Here's it. Here's take the a thing week off work really and then bad. come back. So, yeah. so one thing that the liberals did is this thing of where'd you get it? Oh, where did you get it? This trace. Who was the bad person that went out and had it? We've it never me. done that with any other disease. We don't like crucify fucking uh, people with the flu who spread the flu every year. We don't crucify. Here's the thing that was fascinating we, we do to it me: STDs. Oh, we, we do to, do it with STDs. Oh, Not yes. that I know, but that's what <laughs> I heard. <laughs> hmm. That is true. Well, Suspect. what I was going to say is. Even when my mom had lung cancer after smoking for 60 years, no one said, yeah, it's because you smoke, you fucking dummy. Nobody yeah, said no, that to there her. There was compassion. There was, there there was, was compassion. Yeah. But, but drug addiction, no compassion. Nope. Oh, they did it to themselves. Oh, they're so selfish. Oh, they're so, oh, it's just, they, they, they were just, you know, they were, they're at, you know what moms have been saying to me lately this year, which is just, I think about it when they say, well, he's finally at peace. No, that hurts, what man. How do we, fucking, how do we know that? How do we your know 20, that? Your 20 year old kid died and he's, and you're, you're telling yourself, well, he's finally at peace. Oh. I think that's a, a, a coping mechanism. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes, of, of course. I, I, you hear it a lot. And it's usually people that are in, in the grief. They're still yeah. in the grief cycle. You know, it's just. They're in a lot of pain. Yeah, they're in a lot of pain. And that's, that makes it, you know, that kind of gives it the, takes a little bit of the edge off it. Um, I know that that's what people said about my brother, you know, because he was 28. You know, it's just like, no, man, How, stop saying he's in a better place. Stop saying that he's Isn't living sobriety, his best can life. I, can I just say this? Isn't sobriety really easy and simple and basic? Like, just don't take drugs. Like, how fucking hard is it to understand? Yeah, but you know, we we all did that thing where we jumped in with a bunch of people that were doing sobriety too, and we built up our sort of immunity to the, the cravings and the urges and the behaviors. Oh, I and like that does, comparison. It then is. It, it is. Easier. We built up antibodies. You know, they're muscles that we build, though. Really, it's coping mechanisms and things. So that it's like the idea that something bad happens and I get loaded at this point in my life. Are you kidding me? No, that it wouldn't be. Because, it would be because I made a choice that I wanted to get high again. And I think that happens pretty early on. Some people earlier than others. But that's why I've been so frustrated at work because we've had so many people like leaving to go get high. And it's just like, you're not even trying. They must not. I, I, I have these shit thoughts like maybe they didn't even want to get sober in the first place. Or oh, how come you know, it just seems like right now. Well, somebody, somebody, the, the friend of mine at, at uh, Fentanyl City. What was I calling that place? Fentanyl, you were calling Fentanyl it Fentanyl Village. Fetty Village. Fetty Village. Yeah. Fetty Village. 
one of my friends that's living at Fetty Village said, you're not mad at me, are you? And I was like, dude, I don't even think about you. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's I worse mad than you, at yeah. you. I nothing you. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, I love, I love him, but I don't, I don't sit here and go, oh, I'm mad at him for taking drugs. But that's how drug addicts these days think. Like everybody's thinking about them or is mad at them. Like really, no, nobody's thinking of you at all. That's no, how you just are a, when you're in your drug addiction anyways. I mean, you think right. the whole world is staring at you and, and cares about you and is thinking about you all the time. It, but, you're self-centered. But not in, they shouldn't be thinking that in Fetty City. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, they should Fetty. be. They should be <laughs> listening for a thump when someone's hitting the floor next door. They should just have their ears pricked up. <laughs> but I was like, but I mean, I was like, do they? Are people mad at drug addicts that they don't even know? That's what it made me think. Like, is he getting a lot of? And people just mad at? Oh, you fucking piece of shit, drug addicts! Is that is that like like get off my lawn, you goddamn kids? Get off yeah. my lawn! Is People there like drive a real by that negative me- Yeah, like oh, you fucking funny motherfuckers with bullhorns and go. <laughs> we know you're in there, you pieces of shit. <laughs> hey, 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 Everybody hates you. Hates <laughs> you. Like no, I don't yeah, like it. No. You know, but it is, but it is a strange thing, right? Like thinking that somebody hates you. No, I love you. I just, I don't give a fuck. What am I going to do? You won't listen to me. What what do you like? It's crazy. Did you see that article I sent you where they're turning the uh, Cecil hotel into Fetty? Yeah, the whole entire thing. Oh no, I got, I got an update for Chuck on this thing. So, (laughs) so I'm talking to this homeless advocate yesterday. What is yesterday? Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, talking to this home. No, no, no. He's, a, he's actually a good guy. So he's telling me how hard it is for the, them to get the homeless people to get out of their tents and go in the little white houses. Have you seen the little white houses they built? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, are those the ones that are like... Uh, yeah, there's millions. There, not millions. There's like hundreds of them at that spot where I told you at Figaro in the 210. And there's hundreds of them... Um, over where was somebody telling me by Dodger Stadium? So they look like you know those look really cool Home Depot like garden little houses, right? The little storage. They sheds. look like storage that. sheds. Yeah. They look like that, and and they stack them really tight on these parking lots, so they're only like two feet apart. Wait, they and don't let was... them have side yards? <laughs> no, no, no wonder they're not going in there. You need somewhere <laughs> to walk your dog. That's bullshit. But apparently. <laughs> Apparently, there are, are you ready for why? Are you ready for why? Yeah. Apparently, they don't allow drinking and drugs in the little white houses. Oh, that's the deal breaker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, have, they have security guards outside the parking lot. So the whole parking lot is enclosed like a backstage of, of Ohana Fest, right? With those green, <laughs> with like a chain link fence with the green thing so you can't see through. The whole parking yeah. lot is encircled in that. And then there's one entryway, the one entrance, and they search you for drugs and alcohol. That's fantastic. Nobody's going to go there. <laughs> oh. Are you fucking kidding me? What do they do with the stuff they see? What in the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole idea of the tent is to smoke meth in it, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Right. 
And well, I was thinking, because I looked at one and I was thinking like, this would be a hot setup for me in 1994. I would have fucking loved this. And then I hear you can't do drugs in them. Like what? How I, do you think anybody's going to move in there? So what you're saying is the Fetty Hotel is actually a model for the future they, of home. They homeless. need to make these little homeless encampments, Fetty villages. Yeah. Allow drugs and alcohol, people. Give them, to this, them. Just give them drugs. But they, I said, are they really searching people? Like, because you know, you're not going to do an all they're cavity. Not doing a, yeah, they're not doing. A they're not doing all cavity off. search. But you know, like when you're a homeless guy, you got a backpack and you got like a trash bag, and you're kind of, and they go through there. Oh, you can't come in here with this, and they make the people, you know, like I guess at a concert, like they make you throw away your stuff at the gate. You know, you make right? you throw it in the donation bag for them. But like, but then I was wondering, like, other percentage, and I'm thinking, like, of the times I, I would say. The stone cold alcoholics that only drink, that's not even 50% of the population. Yeah, but that's, that's legal. Like, they that's should like, be able to bring that in. No, they can't. It's alcohol and drug free, these little white are, houses. Are they allowed to smoke in there? Cigarettes? I wonder if, I bet they're not. It's, I like, bet living they're not. Your, it's like living in your mom's basement or something. <laughs> <I know. laughs> There's more part. Part of why they're living in tents is because their moms and dads won't let them smoke meth and drink and smoke cigarettes in their houses. <laughs> exactly. No kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. They built all these little houses. Maybe, maybe we could get one. I wouldn't mind having a little spot. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know how many we could it's fit on a small piece of oceanfront property, and we could just keep our like our surf gear down in those, and we, it'd be a place to take a nap. I want I wonder one. If I'm they gonna put it on the back Santa of Monica. There's only two places I know. One is by Dodger Stadium, the backside by Frogtown, and then one is the Figueroa and the and the um. They can't get people to move it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> can't smoke can't drink can't do drugs you know what that bush looks good it's so great so i guess what they're i mean they must have all these idiots at, at city hall must have thought about this so they want the people if you because me and this guy talked for like two hours about if if they they must have known that a lot of these people that are living in tents take drugs and drink and smoke cigarettes and we're not going to allow cigarettes and smoking and drinking, uh, doing drugs and drinking in the little white houses. So we want them to do that elsewhere. So follow my logic, Chuck. So this doesn't okay. solve the problem that all of us have. Right? No. Meaning people are doing drugs, they're peeing in your front yard, they're peeing, they're stealing your bicycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, so they just want the people to be out during the day, just doing their drugs and drinking and smoking, and then come back to the little white houses when they are done, I guess, to sleep it off. It's kind of a, it's the same way the missions are, right? Aren't the missions like that? Like you can't drink and smoke and take drugs in the missions. Uh, yeah, I would no, Right. So, so I guess that's it. You got to give them somewhere to go during the day. It doesn't solve anything. 
Yeah, but, but it's going to still be out and about. But people aren't doing it because it's too too limiting. What are they supposed to do with what's left over? Are they supposed to stash it nearby? Or I don't think they're going to search people for drugs. Maybe for paraphernalia, they'll tell you, open up your backpack. And if you got a big, you know, bong, meth bong in there or something. <laughs> <Meth like that. laughs> yeah. Do they? Don't they? Don't they? I, don't they smoke meth and bongs? I thought I saw it on. Don't they? Oh, I never did. Hey, so I'm just wondering if at those meetings that were these planning meetings and everything, if anybody ever stood up and said, you know what, they're not going to go in there unless you, you know, <laughs> unless you allow them to do drugs. I know. Oh. Well, maybe, know. maybe Garcetti knows that this will put an end to the fentanyl crisis. Because if you don't allow people to do fentanyl in the little houses and you give them the little houses, the problem <laughs> two birds, one stone. Oh. Well, so, so anyways, I just, I feel bad. Like it is, it is, it's just so idiotic. And, and may I say it's pretty idiotic. The, the way that we're handling the drug problem too, just as rehab centers, I know that what we're doing is not as effective as like the drug programs were in the seventies and eighties, let's say. Right. This this boohoo and how's your tummy today and how's your mommy today? This is not helping these people realize anything. But the insurance industry mandates that kind of talk, right? Yeah. 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 This so, this it's, it's, it's I'm really waiting to see who the big brain person is who comes up with the next thing that works. Is it going to be a trip back to therapeutic communities that's totally affordable where we do away with the whole insurance involvement at all and we make it something that is like more affordable? And I mean, I, I think, I, you know, because you got the massive amount of, of, of people who need help, like, uh, you know, it's just crazy when you think about how many people are on drugs, how many people have co-occurring disorders, how many people are mentally ill and and how much services are available. It's, it's nowhere near adds up anymore. No, because how, how many people are diagnosable in that first 60 days, 90 days that lose their diagnoses when they've been sober for a while? On top but, of that, but the word the word I was always told when things started changing, I was there when things started changing. So me and Dr. Blum and Dr. Pinsky used to go to this thing called the SAMHSA convention, right? Right. SAMHSA. And SAMHSA was always an absence-based organization, right? It was Aren't real they still? rehab. No. They switched to harm reduction in about oh. 2008. They started embracing harm reduction. I'm not saying they're not still very pro absence based, but they're also pro harm reduction and, you know, replacement therapy and all that. Right. So, so once the main driver of what treatment is flips over to that or opens up to that harm reduction, that's when the insurance companies came plowing in. Right. Mm -hmm. And we got medically managed treatment. And that, you know, I, I have clients all the time that reach out to me that want to get sober like I got sober, you know, inspired by my story and whatever. And then they go into treatment that I recommend and they they said and they and then 
after being there a couple of weeks, they're on five different medications. And they say, well, I thought you were against medication. And I was like, well, I am, but you wouldn't be able to be here unless you're on all those drugs. That's a horrible thing to have to tell people. Right. Because that that's idea- what justifies to your insurance company that you get treatment. You uh, taking that medicine. The idea that sleep meds are something everybody takes just kind of wigs me out. I, you know, it's just like, you know, man, why don't we try having them be physically active during the day and see if they're tired at night instead? Because the idea of having always having to take something to go to sleep is, is a weird one to me. The Seroquel and the Trazodone. It's funny you bring up sleeping. So <laughs> my significant other who i love dearly and my life would be nothing without her believes in all this but, sleep preparation <laughs> There's the but. but she believes in the reading of the books and the rocking and the baby and you got this okay. time and whatever well it works when it works but when it doesn't work it's hell on earth right and idris is really taken to his own way of doing things he's nine months and nine days old today and he does not play that game. The last month, he doesn't play. He just cries and fuck this, and I don't want to be in bed, nah, right? So I take over. I took over the last week at about 8.45. It'll be coming up here in like an hour and a half. And I just take him outside, right? And he kind of looks up, and I took him outside last night. There was a lot of stars out, and I was like, that's a lot of stars. We are nothing. Look at that. And he was looking at the stars, right? And then I just take him inside. And usually then Sid and Chrissy fall asleep. Elvis is on his phone in his room. And I just sit with Idris in the living room. And I just let him fall asleep on the couch or fall asleep on the ground, I hate to say. Because I let him crawl around. And he just, mm-hmm. he'll just find He'll find a spot, Mike, kind of like a dog. He'll just does, does he circle? Spot. Does he go in circles yeah, yeah. for a little bit and then plant himself? <laughs> he kind of, he kind of, he kind of crawling. He's kind of crawling, and then he lays his head on the ground, but he keeps his butt and arms up, right? Like this might be a spot, and then he's like, no, 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 this isn't the spot. And then he looks at me and he smiles because I'm letting him do something that he hasn't been let done. Like, yeah, go find a spot where you feel like you can go to sleep, and then I'll pick you up and put you in the bed. Is that wrong, Chuck? (laughs) (laughs) Is it working? I mean, if it's working. It worked last night. He just falls asleep right on the couch right next to me. I didn't even notice he had been crying because he is teething. So he'd been crying and whatever and miserable. So you give him the frozen chew toy, right? And you, you know, for his gums, give him the frozen chew toys. And, you know, however they, however they go to sleep is great. When they get older, you can train them for more sleep and you do things where, you know, you ramp down the night. So they're not hyper. And you, I think, I think all the sleep training and all the reading of books and all the, you know, all, you know, all the perfect right way to do things works when they're not teething. I think it does. It it works a lot better. I I use music. (laughs) I use music. I've been using music with bugs since he was little. I've been saying things to him. Like you really need to knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's helpful yeah you know he, uh, he, you're really he being stop a when you talk like a real adult he stops and looks at you like what the fuck are you say to me <laughs> you didn't talk to me in a baby voice what happened to the baby voice <laughs> baby voice is over bitch 
<laughs> I just you're, you're being a real bitch right dude, now. I need you was, to man it up. It was like it was like two hours last night. I was just walking around and taking him outside, and like he'd cry, and then he'd be playful, and then he kind of is funny, and then he gets grouchy, and yeah, he's got that. The thing about it is the when he holds the icy thing, it freezes his hands. His hands are like ice cold. Yeah, you know that's that? all right. That's all right. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. He'll let go of it if it's uncomfortable. So, anyways, he fell asleep like on the couch. They're like little people. They are humans. Yeah, know, they're most. like little people. You know, eventually, you know, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll find his way. You know, that's just the only thing I don't because uh, Amy will usually still sometimes you know read to him or they'll talk about the day and then put on the music and then I'll hang out sometimes with him and uh, read a book. Because that's what we do when when it's coming up on bedtime. Bob, do you do baby talk to your kids, or do you yeah, I talk like yeah, I talk to baby talk, not to oh. Sid, but I mean to I just I do. But when I'm we, had we enough, consciously never did the baby talk. I don't, you know, I don't know why we just always talk to him like adults, like all the way from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Well, I noticed one thing about the peekaboo. Like, there's all these developmental stages, right? So supposedly they don't know where you go when they can't see you, right? I just knows already <laughs> at nine. I just knows that peekaboo is bullshit because he <laughs> tries to put his hand when I like cover my face with my hands and then say peekaboo. When I do it the next time, he tries to grab up under my hands and pull it up to show like you're not going anywhere. You're, the you're, right, there, you're right there, stupid. You're right there, stupid. And he's not supposed to realize that for like six more months. Dad doesn't know I can't see him. What, a <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Oh, no. I don't stand a chance if this is my dad. <laughs> I'm sure baby talk, Dad. I can just see him in a rehab someday. Yeah, My dad would just let me sleep on the ground like a dog. <laughs> if you'd have loved me. He wouldn't let me sleep on the ground like a dog. And so 30 years later, I'm still angry about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You'll probably hear this podcast. I'll be dead and he'll be like, that's what's wrong. He put me sleep on the ground like a dog. <laughs> I, well, it's not like you have dirt floors in your house. Yeah, no, you know? it's carpeted. It's carpeted. Yes. It's like, you, do, you do have to watch out for things on the floor, you know, now. Yeah, well, no. I mean, well, you got to watch out for things. You know, you could drive yourself nuts without watching out for stuff. Um, he does. He he is a little guy that likes to put his finger in the light socket. He really oh, does. Jesus Christ! You know that's kind of a myth. You can't do it. He yeah, tries don't let him grow his it. nails. Oh, really? But you can't get in there. You mean enough. finger Those... finger in the in the electrical socket, the AC socket? Yeah, he, you can't get in there. But they can't no, things can't. in there once they get. But they the... sell a billion of those little things that block it. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you could take a fork in there and cause some trouble. I'm yep, sure because you got to hit both sides. But you can't. You can't put your finger in there. That's a myth. Yeah, uh, we always covered ours. I don't know why. You know, maybe it was... because the forks are not. So the, yeah, so they don't. 
just in case he picks up two paper clips and is able to put one in each side <laughs> and complete the circuit. So you're with me on this, Chuck, right? I guess it's a ridiculous as as thing. His tongue on it, and you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was another. It was another child fear hustle sold to the American people. Those little hey, things that hey, to cover the socket. I grew up. I grew up in Sunset Beach with, and one of my toughest friends. Man, I was friends with the toughest kid in the neighborhood. Man, me and him. And uh, his name, we, his name was Jeffrey Arsman, right? He's dead now. He got shot in a drug deal. But um, he mm. would, we called him Lippo because when he was a kid, he got a hold of an electrical cord and he was chewing on it and it zapped his lip and it scarred his whole lip up. Like, uh, <laughs> so you called him Lippo. That's <laughs> oh, kind of very compassionate. Lippo and Lardo. And limbo. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? This is in one generation this happened. You, you know, can't call people limbo anymore. No, you can't call them. They're not up there. Well, scar on their lip. No. <laughs> What's up, scar? There is a place. Here's an interesting uh, side note of different cultures, just like seventy miles away. There is, and you can look it up. The retarded people of Ventura thrift store. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's a sign on the building. And you're not you're not saying that, you're just reading the you're I'm reading. just telling you the name of the just place. Right? The the, right, got it. And so I was driving with a musician friend of mine who I don't want to involve in this story, so I won't. But we were driving by. I said, Oh my god, did you see that? And he goes, Yeah, and we turned around and we went back to like and it was it was beautiful oh and they don't the sell retarded people there, yeah all the people that work there whatever and and we asked this one guy like you know in la they don't use that word and he said i know you know and he was a you know he was developmental or whatever but he was such a cool little kid little guy <coughs> you know <laughs> small and whatever but he was so funny and he was excited and he knew who the guy was and whatever and so we said you know in la they don't use that word and he goes we know we know and i said what is, who's we who's we and he goes all of us we know we laugh we're not we're not ashamed that's what he said huh we're not ashamed awesome. how badass is that and and the and I, and I've thought about that forever like we don't want people, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want, you know, you don't want that, but right. People have to be a little resilient, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, yeah. I, I, I do believe that we are losing our resiliency. And here's the thing. The people who have outlawed all these words don't have the conditions of the words they're, they're outlawing. You know what I mean? It's mostly right. heterosexual, not developmentally disabled people, uh, right. people that are fully, uh, both arms and legs work fine and their brains work fine. All these, uh, those are the people saying you can't use these words. They never went to the people whose those words might harm and said, do these words harm you? And that's what we kind of did in this little thrift store. And he's like, not ashamed. Not ashamed. Uh, that's pretty cool. Well, that's the no, and that's that's fantastic. That's ownership, right? It's like the the first the first nation people I know do not mind the least the ones that I speak to on a daily basis do not mind being referred to as Indians. 
It's because weird, they don't, right? They don't, they, the ones that I know don't take it as a... But you know not, who's offended it's not disrespect. by the word it's, I, They know you I know, don't mean disrespect. No, it's just a reference. Like, call me a honky, call me whatever you fucking want, I don't care. Uh, it's the Santa Monica perfect politically correct people that are saying, oh, you can't use that word because it would hurt those people's feelings. But they never asked those people if it hurt their feelings in, in any real concrete way. It's true. 90% of American Indians do not care if they're called Native Americans, American Indians are very proud being Indians. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I do know that Elizabeth Warren is offended by the word. I do. <laughs> She's not even a fucking Indian. She ain't even a fucking Indian. But she is offended by the words. Let me tell you. Anyways, but but, you know, it, but that is. But it's a big deal, right? Because I know that the but but you know Native American is a more honorable kind of uh, a, a way of, of of expressing. You know, I think you can say any name negatively. You can't. You fucking Native Americans. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so this idea that that's that that statement is with intent to harm or injure. Right. So I, my dad never used the N word. Do you know what he used? No, I don't. I don't Not think good. you should but say he, it again, though. It gives me a bad <laughs> feeling. <laughs> you might, might want to knock that one on the head. <laughs> but but he can it's say that word with such negative. Yeah, it's Hate, hatred. Venomous, right? right. Yeah. So, you know, the word harp, get this, H-A-R-P, it was the name for Irish people. And to call an Irish person in the 1700s in New York City, that was, you could get murdered. If you were in the wrong part of the Irish section of, of, of New York City and you called someone a harp, you might get killed because that okay. word meant the same. It meant the same as the N word. Right. Okay. Right? So, so these words, they come and they go, but the, but what's interesting is it used to come from the people themselves that were offended by the thing. I remember when the Dole Act, which is the reason why we're all, we're all, um, we're all able to have rehab centers in residential neighborhoods. It's because the thing called the, Disabilities Act of 1986 that was chaired by Bob Dole, who had a palsied hand from the war, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's called the Dole Act. That when they did those Senate, Senate, Senate hearings, I remember watching them and thinking like it was the real people, really disabled people that were injured in war, injured in car accidents, speaking about mean spiritedness that was directed at them for being in a wheelchair or being an amputee, right? Mm -hmm. that, that deserves recognition and to, to be those people that do that to people need to be stomped down, right? <laughs> but, okay, so but outlawing a word doesn't do that because it's the feeling and the hatred behind it that matters, not the word. And so that's why, as you remove more words, what happens in our society? More hatred. Just use different words, right? But have this yeah. almost a double down on hatred towards each other. Right. That's like what's the way, happening. The way that's Texans say um, Canadian. For, oh, I got uh, a song for you guys. I wrote a song. 
I wrote a song. Wait, wait, I want to play it for you. Okay, because because uh, uh, I talked to an old Malibu friend of mine, Khalil, who moved to Texas, right? And he was telling me I should move to Texas. It's the greatest thing ever. And I was like, yeah, except you have to live in Texas. Oh, sure it's great. <laughs> there goes our Texas. <laughs> well, I don't know how big it is. But anyways, I so but I was thinking about in Texas, they don't wear masks. They're not vaccinated. They don't give a fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm obsessed with Leonard Skinner. It always have been, always will be. And my friend um, Peter is the keyboard player that replaced Billy Powell and I love Leonard Skinner, even though I'm sure it's not a politically correct thing. So I wrote this song about what we're going through. I wrote this on Monday when I found out a million people got infected in one weekend. Masked up and knocked down and our backs up against the wall. Knives at our neighbor's throats because they won't get the shot. But down in Texas, where you know they don't give a fuck. Just a nation divided, a nation bound to fall. Right? That's a Leonard Skinner song, isn't it? A nation (laughs) divided. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, let me do it yeah, again, hey, Mike. Can you can you hear it good? Let me, yeah, let me do we it can again. Masked up and locked down, and our backs up against the wall. Knives at our neighbors' throats because they won't get the shot. But down in Texas, well, you know they don't give a fuck at all. I'm gonna add one here. Te- Huh? What's another one? And Mike Mark can give a fuck about that. <laughs> down in Long Beach, Mike Mark don't give a fuck at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. My down. lifetime's not that long, so I'm not. I don't. Well, twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. You don't think in twenty-five years things are going to yeah. be different? Where did fucking Kennedy get assassinated? Hello. That was nothing compared to like. Yeah, but it was in Texas. But I was just thinking, like, there's no state that's been more politically correct when it comes to COVID. And we're just we're just out of control with infection. And in Texas, they don't wear masks and they're not vaccinated. Right. You don't see see something a little weird about that, Chuck? So when when do we get to just be sick for a week and then go back to work and not worry about where it came from or who we gave it to? By saying that, you're not. You're not considering the suffering that's going on and the people that are dying in the hospitals, and you're a bad person for right. even saying that. And you're a you uh, should be I in know. jail and all. Well, this fuck me, you know, <laughs> fuck, fuck me gently. Yeah. But you know, like I was, you know, the last year or whatever when there weren't any flu deaths, but there were all the corona deaths. I'm hearing talk about all that stuff, and that's why we have the flu rona now because they want you to know that that people are actually dying of the flu this year too. Because they didn't. Everybody died of uh, coronavirus. Rite Aid, Rite Aid has been hounding me for a month. When am I going to get my flu shot? They text message me like every four days. Robert, it's not too late to get your flu vaccine. I'm like, dude, I got three shots from the fucking VIG vaccine. I'm good, I think. You can get the flu and the Rona vaccine at the same time without any... You don't have to can worry. You? you can do both. That's what that's what the CDC said. You know what I love the most is only bumped into two or three of them 
I bumped, bumped into two that were very vehemently anti-vaccine addicts that were in treatment and, and their supporters. Like there's, that's a new thing. Also, when people like have some dumb idea, the people around them kind of like, yeah, man, you totally have that right, man. You totally have that right. Instead of, Hey, dumbass, I got vaccinated. Fuck you. You're stupid. Right. They don't do mm-hmm. that. Even though they're the, the other kids were vaccinated. They wouldn't like call out their friend because you got to respect your friend. Like he has that right. And blah, 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 blah. You know, like how the modern kids are, Chuck. Yeah. You deal yeah. With them every day. Yep. And so I tried to say, hey, why did you get vaccinated to the kid who was vaccinated, who's supporting his bro, who doesn't want to be vaccinated, doesn't believe in it, blah, blah, blah. I said, I said, do you believe the things he's saying that it's all a conspiracy and whatever? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, then why did you get the vaccination? If you Well, I had to for my work. And I was like, oh, can you imagine how many drug addicts would get vaccinated if you simply said, look. This clinic is for drug addicts only. You get to keep the syringe afterwards. <laughs> no, let me, let me tell you this. Syringes aren't as hard to get Perfect. as when you were doing no, them, Mike. They're yeah, pretty you, easy to get. You syringes can get a are pack, not a prized possession. But, but let me tell you this, though. So then I said, well, both of you, like how, how long sober are you? The vaccinated kid was like 63 days sober. The anti-vaxxer kid was 30-something days sober. I said, so basically like 70 days ago, both of you were like buying unknown substances from unknown people and immediately injecting it or inhaling it into your body. How do you know that didn't have programmed, you know, how do you know what was in that? Yeah, that's, that's they, where they it both, should be going they into both the kind of They both kind of looked at each other like, fuck, never thought of that. <laughs> you know, Bob, that's a great point because everybody on meth is being followed by the cops. Just ask them, you know, so. <laughs> but I mean, they're willing to take drugs. They don't know where they come from, but they're so yeah. anti-government and anti-corporate and anti-vaccine. But yet they'll take these drugs from strangers they call on Craigslist. And that I mean, may, it makes that, no sense. They may not- actually kill them. Here's an idea I was taught by Gloria Scott. Continuity of thought. Mm -hmm. That there should be a continuity of thought. She said, Bob, you got a lot of bad ideas and there's no continuity to how you think. Right? Right. So, and that's a bad idea. You got a kid who doesn't believe in vaccines getting vaccinated so he can keep his job at Taco Bell or whatever. And then, but he's living in this constant, like, fuck, the government's just trying to control us and blah, 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 blah. And on the other hand, and then you get the anti-vaxxer kid who's like, fuck this, fucking up, getting, is putting poison in your body and fucking up, blah, 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 blah. Right? You got these two numbskulls who then 67, 80 to 80, day, 70, 80 days earlier would buy fentanyl from a stranger and inject it and that's mm-hmm. totally fine with the whole philosophy of bad stuff in your body mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand there's not no. a lot of continuity there's not a lot of continuity of thought there right but the other thing i want to know is how old are they like the one kid was 18 the anti-vaxxer oh, no, kid was 18 of course what, well what he's did a you grown know adult and he has the right to be anti-vaxxer 
Can you oh, call you know, them those goals? Do you, don't you have to call them like educationally challenged? Or <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say it's not your fault. You're experienced. You don't have to be ashamed, bro. You don't have to be ashamed, bro. But but they're right on some level. The government does try to control people, so there's a little bit of truth in what they say. That's what sucks. Oh, yeah. Is it? The government does try to control people. Yeah, they're manipulating us through the news and through propaganda that's it, it's at an all-time high. Yes, they're trying to manipulate you. But does that mean that so they is, want everybody I got, to die? I got news for you. So is your counselor. So is your girlfriend. So is your parents. This constant influencing for individuals to get other individuals to do what they want them to do. That's what life is. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And it's your ability to navigate that and know when to compromise, when to stand your ground. That's what millennials don't get. They've got it all backwards. They should be standing their ground with each other and how they kind of manipulate and bully each other. And, and things like the government trying to control you, I say it all the time. You think they give a fuck about an unemployed 20-year-old kid who's living in sober living? They don't care to control you, right? Nope. What they want is to kind of move the, the needle towards their side of the, of the meter, right? So the Democrats want control. I don't know why they want everybody. They want like, I, what do they want? I, I'm a Democrat. I don't know what Democrats want. What do they want? I became so disillusioned with Obama doing those drone strikes and killing Syrian children. I just don't even know what Democrats stand for anymore. Now, on the other hand, I've given up uh, in any, I, any way that the public is going to care about drug addicts and alcoholics. I've given up that, that hope a long time ago. But we should care about each other in ways that I think the initial founding of AA did that I think is now kind of, it's kind of mishigashed with rehab. And that, you know, like my great friend that works in treatment said, all treatment is, is paid caring. It's supposed to come genuinely from the recovery community to care about these kids, to care about these alcoholics, to and, care and, about these homeless people. And, it's, and the people... I'm sorry. Uh, the people right now that have been complaining about how they don't like the meetings, this is your time to start them, man, because so many meetings have disappeared. If you don't like the way it's been or the way things go, get some of your like-minded friends together and get them going, man. And I'll get back to the thing. We need to call out our grumpy old guys and gals that don't like newcomers and tell them to stay home. You need to stay home. <laughs> this is... We meet on a regular basis so the new person can come and talk about their problem. Start a meeting that's, that's newcomer friendly. Start a meeting. That, no, but I, I think we need to be even more aggressive. I just tell, I tell, I, you know, before, even like seven, eight years ago, I would tell grumpy old people that didn't like newcomers, why, why don't you stay home? Why don't you stay home? You've given enough. You've given enough to us. You stay home, you fucking grumpy old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. We've had, a, we've had all of your magic we can There's handle. There's <laughs> so many people don't like newcomers. Like, then don't come because that's the whole point of it.
for newcomers. You know what I always have to ask is at what point do you stop learning? I mean, what when you're an alcoholic and you got like I turned 29 on Christmas, right? But at some point, I don't ever want to stop learning about the new alcoholics and the new treatment modalities and the new, you know. I'm going to tell you that you put your money where your mouth is. You put your money where your mouth is. I'm going to tell you, and Chuck, you'll remember this. One of your best friend's son had a terrible drug problem, and you were there for them, and you counseled them, and you got them connected to me, and you've been there for them the whole time. You were there for the kid. That's what AA members are supposed to be doing, not sitting talking about themselves and how important they are and how long they've been sober. You're supposed to be reaching out, helping in the community, families that are being devastated by addiction and alcoholism. And if you're not doing that, you're not really in AA. You're not. You're right. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the service part. Yes. That's what people get confused. Unity, how's that, recovery, how's that kid, service. How's that kid doing, Mike? How's he doing, doing four great. years later? He's doing great. You know why he's doing great? Because of you. Well, he's doing, yeah, he's got a great family and, you know, he's, he's doing good. Man. But didn't that reinvigorate you for, for the whole thing? I mean, you know, you just never want to stop learning. It's like I said, you know, you can always learn from, you know, the old guy can always learn from the young guy. You really do sound like you have COVID, Mike. You should get tested. We need to stop the podcast. Mike needs to go get a COVID test. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm sure he does. I just got a cold. I just got a no, cold. There's wow. No, there's no more colds. No only more colds. No more colds. <laughs> no more, colds, no more flu. We it's don't make cold. any money off a cold test. I'm we sorry. don't make it's, money off cold tests. Or it's wait, the cold Rona. NyQuil and, uh, and any of those. <laughs> well, All right. Have a good night. Shout good out to. Good night, guys. Shout out to. Later, brothers. My brothers. Supporters and uh, out to the no Milwaukee shit. gang and the Ohana gang and the Golden Voice gang. And all the gangs across the you know, US. I turned twenty nine. That means that means our friend Smitty, which is is uh, we're not outing him as a as an AA member. He's just simply in a twelve step program, like nobody knows. <laughs> uh, he must be. Uh, I think he turned thirty four or something. Woo! I, I thought he got sober at your house. Uh, I took him up to Morro Bay. But he got oh, yeah. then, he got then you kept. Like wait a minute. Then you kept using before. for five more years. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way we do it. For me, it worked for him. That is the way we do it, Chuck. <laughs> you help the guy get sober, and you continue to use for five more years. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. Oh my I love god. You guys. See you later. Don't leave it without. Okay. Bye bye. See you later. Bye. Fucking people laughing. That's all I gotta do. Later. Bye-bye.